I, I agree, Clark. I do think the Virginia Tech win just because Virginia Tech is probably going to be a two seed, might be a one seed if they win the ACC tournament, and Clemson did beat Virginia Tech. So that one probably looks better on paper. But if you watched both games, Clemson's overall performance against Florida State, where they kind of dominated the game, was really impressive. And it's so tough for this team, Clark. You and I were talking last night. If they beat Wake and Winston, I called that game they lost in overtime. And if they beat Miami, when, who they lost in overtime to, they're 9-9 nine and nine in the ACC, and they're on the bubble. So it's, it's just the way these things turn. It's college basketball. It's brutal. They play on day one. They play on Wednesday in the ACC tournament. They have every chance. If they can put together a little run and different things happen outside of their control, if other teams lose, I think we still need to keep an eye on them, of course. But overall, it's been a really good bounce-back season for the Tigers. Well, and I always tell people when they ask, you know, what are realistic expectations for Clemson women's basketball, I say finish above 500 because you're going to the NIT, period. Uh, if yeah. you if you can do that, that's a successful year. And, you know, I don't want to put words in the NIT selection committee's mouth here. But yesterday was win 16. Uh, my beautiful, wonderful uh, stat about Amanda Butler. She's 6-0 and in the first games of postseason tournaments at Clemson, including 4-0 and in openers in the ACC. And they got Pitt, who's the bottom, uh, the bottom seed in the league, 15 seed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have 17 wins. It would be... It would be hard to believe they wouldn't get selected to the NIT and, and possibly even host a game at this point, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's – and Coach Butler probably didn't want to hear this, but I think it's a virtual guarantee um, with the NIT, and they probably will host. And it's you, – you bring up – so Clemson's a 10 seed. This ACC, and I think you would agree, Clock, it, I think it's the best that this league has ever been. So good. From a depth standpoint. You might not have the Final Four team. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there, especially if Olivia Miles is truly injured. But the ACC has never gotten nine teams in the tournament, and this year nine teams are in, and Clemson's the 10th. So that's kind of where Clemson is right now, is if the ball had bounced a different way, they'd be, they'd be truly on the bubble. But to be, and this is going to sound weird, but to be the 10th best team in this league means you could be the fifth best team in a lot of other Power 5 leagues. That's just the reality this year with the ACC. It's been absolutely crazy. And I'm excited to see you in Greensboro, Clark, because this tournament, I, I think the favorite to win this tournament is the three seed. And how many times have we ever said that in the Ooh. ACC Women's Tournament? That is very rare. Oh, now, I like that. Now, you got to tell me, okay, because people are out there going, Kelly, that sounds ridiculous. Why would you not just favor the one seed? But it does go to, well, there are a couple things. First of all, the Miles situation, as you said, I really, I, I, I hope that she's not hurt, uh, that she's oh, not hurt any, any worse than it, it looked, um, and that she'll be able to play soon. But uh, it, it certainly did not look good. So who is your favorite to win, and why are you going to the three seed? <laughs> Well, okay, so the one seed is Notre Dame, and Olivia Miles, their star point guard, who you've probably seen highlights of, at least if you follow me on Twitter, you definitely have. She hurt her knee against Louisville and didn't come back in the game, was on the bench, had it wrapped up, not sure where her health is. So that's why I'm down on Notre Dame. They only they also have Dara Mabry, who was a starter tore her ACL a month ago. So they're down to like six or seven players. Duke is the two seed. Duke is the Virginia of women's history. Yes, they are. Duke is going to play 40 minutes of defense, and they want to hold you to 50 points, and they're going to score 52. And they have just found a way to win. So I'm not sure, and they were beat by North Carolina yesterday. I'm not sure how sustainable that is in a three-game stretch. Virginia Tech is the three-seed, and Virginia Tech is the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in the country. I believe they've won eight straight. They've beaten a bunch of ranked teams in that span. They have my ACC player of the year in Liz Kitley, and they have a little more depth than a Notre Dame, and they're just so hot right now. And I think they have a pretty beneficial draw because they will get Duke if they keep winning. So I think Virginia Tech is the favorite. It'll be interesting with that possible Louisville-Notre Dame matchup because that's their third meeting, and we know how tough it is to beat a team three times, and Notre Dame's beaten Louisville twice, but both by three points or less. So it's going to be so interesting to see what happens in this tournament. And, I mean, last year we had Miami that was a five or I think there was a seven seed make the ACC yeah. title. So this tournament is, has not been chalky as of late, and I really don't think it's going to be chalky this week. Uh, Kelly Gramlich joining us here on Out of Bounds, at Kelly Gramlich on Twitter. <laughs> check her out on uh, ACC Network. You can check us out Wednesday afternoon, 315 pregame, 330 scheduled tip 
for Clemson against Pittsburgh, who's uh, the 15 seed coming in, having lost three in a row. You said uh, Liz Kitley is your ACC Player of the Year because we had a disagreement. We were on the Liz Kitley bandwagon for years. You and I both leading the charge into the abyss and fighting for Liz Kitley, and then I fell prey to Olivia Miles being top eight in four categories. <laughs> so tell me why it's Liz Kitley as a player of the year. Well, your argument is a great argument, Clark. To be top eight in four categories, what Olivia Miles can do, she averages basically 15, 7, and 7. It's crazy. And Notre Dame won the league. However, they won the league yesterday without her. She got injured. And, and I think in some ways, obviously getting injured is awful, but that may have hurt her if, if voters were coming down to her and Kitley, which I really think it was, and I, I think it was going to end up showing was a very tight race, to see Notre Dame rally and win without her, which, of course, give credit to Notre Dame and Neil Ivey. But if Kitley goes down, is Virginia Tech winning a game like that without her? I, I just don't think so. And Liz Kitley, to me, she's the most dominant player in the league, averaging 18 and 11 and nearly three blocks per game. She's the reigning ACC player of the year, so sometimes Clark, you, you and I always would debate this. If someone's already won it, we almost have to be even more impressed the next time. Her numbers are better than last year, but they're still similar. Um, but Virginia Tech finished better, and Virginia Tech has done mm-hmm. more this year, and a lot of that has been on Liz Kitley. They're currently a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. So I went with Kitley, but it was incredibly close between her and Olivia Miles, and I think they're both going to be first-team All-Americans. I'll vote them both first-team All-American, but – I think one player has to win. I don't know if we've ever had a tie, and I guess it's possible if the voting shapes up that way. But for me, it was it was Liz Kitley as player of the year. And uh, her team's won eight straight going into the tournament. I think Notre Dame's won six in a row, yeah. so both those teams uh, playing really, really well going into ACC tournament. All right, let's talk men's team for a second. I really thought the Tigers are going to get to 100 on Saturday against NC State. Oh, me too. I said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what – what do you make of this this new Brad Brownell thing where they're pushing 100 every game? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so fascinating, right? you got Brevin Galloway out here scoring 28 points on nine shots. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. You know, this team is really offensively gifted, and when they're on, they're on, and they're going to go out. They can go out there and score 90 like they did. And I, I'm so intrigued to see because the net conversation on the men's side has been toxic, right? Everyone is so mad about the net. And I get it, because it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it feels like we are holding the ACC on the men's side hostage because of November and December, and also because of, like, Louisville and Florida State, who are down and awful. But you shouldn't be punishing the whole league, even though every every team has to play them, and, of course, Clemson has to play Florida State twice, all that. So I understand the frustration with the net, but for me, when you watch Clemson, they are an NCAA tournament team, and that's what Brad Brownell's been trying to say. I like Brownell's point about, hey, are, are we all forgetting who won the ACC Big Ten Challenge? Because it feels like we do this every year. We overrate the Big Ten because of the net, and then they never make the Final Four. So I, I do think Clemson's a tournament team. They obviously need to continue to handle their business, and we all know the South Carolina loyal uh, Louisville losses have hurt. But you got to move on. It's, it's a long season, and – this, this team, to me, deserves to be playing in March. I really hope they are. I think the committee will do the right thing. I, I really feel like they're going to end up in the field. I love it. Uh, hey, uh, uh, do the right thing. Make the right choice. You know, like you're, uh, you're, right you're really you're prodding them like, uh, like the godfather. I love that. <laughs> um, I also love the, uh, the shade uh, for, for really no reason, I might add, toward the Big Ten there. You just threw in. You just threw in a you little Big love, Ten shade. I love throwing shade on the Big Ten. <laughs> it's kind of just something I, I just love doing it. Football as well. I mean, women's hoops are really good. Caitlin Clark. I mean, goodness gracious. But I just feel like the Big Ten is constantly overrated in everything, and they never truly win titles. So. You I, know how I feel about that. Clark. I love that it's predictable that you and Terrence Oglesby both. You, I know you'll find <laughs> a way. I know you'll find a way to give it to Always. give the people what they want uh, regarding Big Ten hatred. Um, okay, final one for you, and then we'll let you run because I know you do have a, uh, a a very busy week with a lot going on. Uh, Texter asks, and I think I saw a tear in the text message here, how do you like your job and do you miss your friends? Oh, I miss my friends. There's no doubt about it. I miss you, Quok, as you know. We still talk very often because 
you know, we talked every day for six years. And I've been able to see you a few times on the road when we've been doing Clemson games and I end up not paying attention and shoot around because Clark and I just talked for an hour. <laughs> so that true. happens. I'm such, a, I'm such a dream, distraction, so. as per usual. <laughs> as per usual. And I miss, you know, the whole squad, Ben and Mickey and Brad and John and all the guys at the station. I hope that everything is going well. I've seen the pictures and videos of the new um, the new studio. It just looks amazing. You guys did a great job with that. And, yeah, I, I definitely miss you guys. But I've, I've been enjoying my job. And, honestly, Clark, I'm happy for you because you don't want to deal with pregnant me um, getting <laughs> off a flight, a 6 a.m. flight, coming in here from Connecticut. Um, Nick barely wants to deal with it. So I'm happy for you, my friend. I think you really dodged a bullet. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying a little bit, but by joy because I was not expecting that. Um, okay. Uh, you have learned so many things about <laughs> being pregnant. Like you, you would, the TMI would have been too much for you as well. Oh, geez. Um, hey, safe travels. <laughs> I know you got a lot of travel. Please uh, send your condolences um, or send our condolences and my condolences to your family this week. I know uh, y'all have got a tough Thank day tomorrow you. and um, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely catch up in Greensboro. Hopefully I'm there for a good while. Yes, my, my grandfather did pass and his funeral's tomorrow. It's going to be a beautiful celebration of his life. And he loved listening to us clock. He loved you. He thought you were crazy, but in the best way. And he was a little crazy, too, so it worked out perfectly. He, re he really always loved listening to you, Clark. Awesome. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because uh, I know his, <laughs> his listenership meant a lot to me, and I know it did to you as well. Tell Cousin Sam we said hello, <laughs> yes. too. We need to catch up with him. Yes, I will. I will. I'll definitely see Cousin Sam tomorrow. I need to talk to him about pitch clock. I bet he's got thoughts on the pitch I clock. I'm sure. Yes, I'll let him to. I'll let him know to be expecting your call. Clark. All right. Very good. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. All right, Kelly Graham, like join us. That was great. Speaking of pitch clock, we're uh, late for a break. Yeah, we are. Stay Strike with three, us. Buddy. Strike three. I'm out. Automatic ball. Whatever. We'll be back after this. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Pinnacle Veterinary Group takes a proactive, progressive approach to individualized medicine aimed to keep your pet healthier, longer. Being locally owned and in private practice, they utilize low-stress techniques and fear-reducing strategies for every patient. Their facility is equipped to care for sick, injured, and healthy pets with in-house diagnostic, lab testing, radiology, surgery, and digital ultrasound. The first and only practice achieving AAHA accreditation in Pickens County. Call 624-8824 or online, pinnacleveterinarygroup.com. Kitchens are the heart of the home. It's the one place for the family team huddle and entertainment headquarters, the children's art museum, and most important of all, a place to enjoy good food with family and friends. That's why a kitchen not only should be stylish, but comfortable and functional. Linden Design is a full-service design studio that specializes in kitchen remodels. Their Spartanburg showroom has kitchen cabinets, lighting, and flooring to create a beautiful space. Call 864-494-4317 to schedule your consultation or visit their location at 101 Chester Street in Spartanburg. Underage drinking is one of South Carolina's most troubling health issues, and the Forrester Center for Behavioral Health in Spartanburg is here to help. An estimated 85 South Carolinians under age 21 die each year from alcohol use, and some children are drinking alcohol regularly as young as 13 years old. Now is the time to start a conversation with your child about the dangers of underage drinking. Visit theforestercenter.org for treatment services, prevention tips, and more. Don't you want to just sit back, relax, and breathe fresh, clean air in your home? You'd be surprised by the amount of dust and bacteria that is sitting in your air duct system and circulating in your home. Zero Res is the only company I trust to get my home insanely clean. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plower, at the Roar and get $50 off your next air duct cleaning. Use promo code AIR50 when scheduling online at ZeroResGreenville.com. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. 
Everlon Clemson offers independent living options like you've never seen before for adults 55 and older. Alleviate the burden of living at home with chef-prepared meals, transportation services, a fitness room, walking proximity to Patrick Square, and much more. No more cooking, cleaning, or upkeep of a traditional home. Luxury independent living that's all-inclusive with no long-term commitments. Now is your time to thrive with Everlon. Call today for a free tour, 864-760-8968 and online at everlonliving.com. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Want a fast-paced sports talk show with lots of college football? I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Then keep up with Quawk and Ben on Out of Bounds. Weekdays, noon to 3, on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Two continues out of bounds. Thanks to Kelly Gramlich for joining us. Good conversation on uh, the women's basketball front, and you can you can get a little excited about the way Clemson's playing right now. You know, a lot of people saw Clemson's face yesterday and Saturday and said, "Now I'm a believer." We'll see if Paul did. I'm interested to see what Paul. That's said. not the Paul you think. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, it's a different Paul. Oh, it see, is a I, different Paul. I put oh Paul man, in the in our phone system, I put Paul. Comment about Brad Brownell. I just and you assume it's Paul and Henry. I did. I assumed it was Paul and Henry. And no disrespect to the Paul that this is. I just made some assumptions there. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Paul, not from Henry, who joins us right now. What's up, Paul? Hey, Quark. Hi, Ben. Listen, listen I, uh, I have a comment about Coach Brownell. I've been in dispute with a friend of mine that for the last five years – Every other Thursday night, he rants about how Bob Brownell should be fired. And each time, I have carefully, more carefully pointed out to him that Brownell's system gets people open shots, and we haven't had people that made them until this year. And that's my comment about Coach Brownell. He's a great coach. He lost momentum the first few years because the people that were left over from Purnell's tenure did not want to learn how to play defense. And now we've got people playing defense and people making the shots that his system gets for them, and we're going places. So that's my comment. And I am the real Paul, by the way. <laughs> there you go. I love it, the real Paul. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. You know, I, I, I don't mean this as and i told you so or anything like that but to paul's point you sometimes it is just about making shots and ultimately the head coach is responsible for everything right i mean we we know this but like brad brownell didn't didn't coach better on saturday necessarily than he did versus louisville the following saturday his team just made baskets <laughs> they 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 made open shots. They made contested shots. And the other team they could have thrown it shots in the water and missed shots. Right. Last Saturday they couldn't throw it in the water from a boat. It's a great it's a great point. Let me let me also I'm going to talk about that. Um, go ahead. Well, I was say, and and I don't don't hear what I'm, I'm not saying that. I mean, ultimately everything is the responsibility of the staff. Okay, but. Players making shots, there is a level of accountability for them as well. And they would they would say the same. Right. They would say it's not the coach's responsibility to go and make a shot for them. Sometimes that is, you know, in, in discussions after a game, the discussion is more, did I get them open shots? You know, was that shot open? Not, did that shot go in or not? As a coach, did I... Give them an opportunity to make an open basket. Did I scheme this correctly? That's that's more what a coach is thinking about. We and I, I've gotten myself in trouble many times here on the program by saying that there are lots of times that a play is drawn up well, 
that the player misses the shot and then we blame the coach for something that happened 20 minutes before. But in reality, they did the best that they could do in that situation. There are also some times where a coach draws up a good play and a player just does whatever he or she wants. And then you end up, you know, the coach kind of looks dumb in that instance. It, it is all the coach's responsibility. And I do want to say that before we go back to the phones and Cole and, and maybe talk a little baseball sprinkled in here too. I think it is also fair. It, it is fair to say what Paul said about not, just now Clemson's got the guys to be able to hit the shots when the play is drawn up for them to get an open shot. I understand that. I also think that it's fair for somebody to say who's in charge of getting the players. Right. And, and, and we know that that is the responsibility of the coach as well. And ultimately, the coach is, and I think this is what Amanda Butler does a good job of, she does not have a, you know, she doesn't have a better roster than Florida State right now. There's no, like, there's there's no question. Nobody would say that. But she does a really good job of scheming to the strengths of her personnel. She understands what her team is and is not. If you talk to her, she's very, I would say she's aware of analytics, but she's not analytically driven like she'd be like she she looks at benchmarks and things like that, but she really wants to play in a way that maximizes the potential of her personnel, what the strengths and weaknesses are. That that is the role of a head coach. And if you can do that with the with the people that you have, then you're gonna be successful and you're gonna be at a school for a long time. If you can't, even if it's just I drew up a good play, but I didn't recruit good enough shooters, then you're gonna be looking for work. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think there is a little bit of accountability to the coach there for personnel. I happen to think Brad Brownell has a good team in terms of the personnel, the pieces that he's put out there. Let's go to Cole, who's up with us next. Want to talk baseball? And we have got a bunch of questions about UCF run down the hill. We're going to get to that too. What's up, Cole? So Cole, doing great, man. Thanks for getting in. I want to get your thoughts on this past weekend, man. Um, well, very simply, and I said a lot of this in the first segment, I think Clemson, particularly Saturday and Sunday, they did not play good baseball. And I be, I, I'm right with Eric Backett when he says, we can deal with losing playing good baseball. When you don't play good baseball, what he would call Clemson baseball, you're going to get beat most of the time. And I thought Friday especially with two rain delays, just throw that out. Truly, just throw yeah. that game out. It, there is so much randomness about when the game stopped and how your pitching sets up and their pitching sets up and whatever, the start-stop nature of it. There's just a lot of randomness when you're factoring in weather delays. The Saturday and Sunday games, they just flat-out got beat. And I, I do want to note that even though UCF is not an ACC team, that was an ACC-caliber roster. Uh, they will play series in the ACC against teams worse than that this year, probably quite a few of them. That was a very impressive baseball team. Their best pitcher through like one inning this weekend, like the AAC preseason pitcher of the year or something like that, through one inning this weekend is coming back from an injury. There, there were a lot of ways that UCF could beat you. I thought they played extremely well, made some fantastic defensive plays. And on the other side, Clemson's pitching and defense wasn't nearly good enough. And so that's my big picture view of what happened this weekend. Offensively, I thought they were plenty good enough to win at least two of the three ball games, but the other two phases of the game let, uh, let them down. Yeah, and I, tomorrow I'd like to see maybe Billy Barlow or Tristan Smith get the start. You know, uh, Tristan Smith is interesting because I think he probably fits a bullpen role right now better. But I think by the yeah. time you get to April or May, uh, you're going to start hearing that conversation. Um, he, you know, he, I, I thought he threw well in his first outing. He got put in a really tough spot out of the bullpen, uh, inheriting a couple of runners and um, in a tie game, in a suspended game. This is kind of what I'm talking about, when the game is stopped on Saturday. But rest assured, he's going to be put in other big spots and he's going to do what needs to be done to get those outs. Um, with Barlow, I don't, I'm not sure if Barlow's available or not. He's not pitched. Um, I'm going to need to check on his availability because I think Casey Talent is going to start tomorrow. It, in my opinion, yeah. Barlow is probably one of the three best starters on this team. And if he were healthy, I would not be shocked if he were in the rotation. That's that's kind of just my guess. Well, yeah, because yesterday he pitched in a, in a bad spot. He I'm did. Yes, he did come in yesterday. That's true. Yeah. Do you want to see any changes in the lineup at all? 
I, I really don't. Um, I like the way the lineup's going right now. I mean, I think you're going to see platoons in left field and in the DH role, um, just trying yeah. to get other bodies in. I know Tyler Corbett's less than 100%. You can kind of tell that watching him swing. He yeah. doesn't look super comfortable right now. And so uh, you, you didn't really, uh, you know, you didn't really see him as much as you would have expected, both in the field and in the DH role this weekend. Um, I think Jacob Jarrell is catching well enough that you can put Engel at DH once or twice a weekend and feel good about that. Um, and you know what? I like the way the freshmen are adjusting in the middle of games in the bottom of the batting order. Um, the thing with the lineup this weekend is they got robbed. They got robbed from extra bases yeah. multiple times. Engel got robbed four times by elite defensive plays, including once with the bases loaded. That like there, there were so many times this weekend at UCF made unbelievable plays either to save a run, to keep a ball in the infield, to keep extra bases from happening. Like, their pitching staff got the benefit of some elite defense behind them this weekend, and I think that was a big reason why they got the sweep. 100%. You just got to play better baseball. Can't that's make right. errors, stupid errors, especially when you're tied 6-6 six six and 7. Uh, that's exactly right. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate the phone call. Yes, sir. Those are, those are good questions, I think, and I think those are questions a lot of fans have. Quack, I was not at the ballpark this weekend due to travel. Um, there was word that Central Florida was kind of mouthy. They had an assistant coach that was a little obnoxious. I don't, I'm asking you this to confirm or deny or if you don't know. Um, maybe they were a little over the top with their home run stuff. I don't know. It, am I painting a fair... An accurate picture so far. Did I am, you notice any of that? Um, I did not notice it Friday or Saturday to a significant degree. Um, I think Sunday. I have a I have a hunch about Sunday mm-hmm. why you might have seen more of that. Um, I'll also point out at this point that UCF has a unique setup in terms of their base coaches. Their first base coach is actually their head coach. And so what happened yesterday, again, I'm watching from basketball and getting second and third hand kind of like what happened or what somebody said happened or things like that. Um, There were some words exchanged, um, I think, between Caden Grice and one of the batters rounding first base. Mm -hmm. And UCF's coach maybe said something to Caden, Greg Lovelady. And then I think Eric Backage or somebody in Clemson's dugout said something to him. And then that started an exchange back and forth. And so the umpire had to issue warnings to both dugouts because there was a lot of chirping going on. UCF, uh, my dad was at the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to him this morning about it. And he said one of the things that was apparent was that UCF was extremely effective getting into the head of Jay Dill from their dugout. Okay. And here is why I think that may have been the case more so on Sunday than Friday or Saturday. I have always thought, and, and the, my baseball mind kicks in, I've always thought one of the most difficult things to do is sweep a team. Because you're telling your team, you are telling your team to win every game, but like if you're a baseball player, you're playing a weekend series, you want to win the series, period. And you've already won the series. Friday you win, Saturday win, you've won it, and you got to go play Sunday. I'll bet you there was some sort of internal dialogue, some internal messaging about, we have to be doubly engaged today because we don't want to take one on the chin and take a loss unnecessarily because we're not fully engaged. Well, you know, look, you you let you, you got swept by those guys, you know, and if so, there's that part of me like if you don't like, you know, people talking trash to you, don't get swept. I mean, that's <laughs> that's like number one. But I ask all that, all those questions as a backdrop to what happened. I, I guess after the game is when this happened. Uh, we can discuss that here on the other side. And we certainly will because I know I got thoughts. I can't wait to share thoughts on this. Stay with us. Hour two of the program continues. We're going to talk UCF running down the hill after this. If you've been injured in a car, motorcycle, or boating accident, it's time to call Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, to evaluate your case. The consultation and phone call are completely free. You've been through enough. 
And it's important to take action as soon as possible to get the full compensation that you deserve so you can focus on recovery. Call 864-654-3680 to schedule your free consultation with Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney. And visit online at nicklaverylaw.com. Do you ever wish you had food from the good old days, just like grandma made it? Like hot out of the pan sweet potato crunch, seasoned collard greens, mac and cheese, jalapeno cheddar cornbread, and homemade peach cobbler? Add in the main course, crispy chicken wings, hand-pulled pork, chicken, ribs, or brisket that's been slow-smoked for 14 hours on a custom-made Texas 1,000-gallon smoker. It's at Smitty Smoke and Soul Food, 5284 Calhoun Memorial Highway in Easley. Smitty Smoke and Soul Food, just like Grandma made it. Listen up, Clemson fans. Hatflow Company is now selling official Clemson-licensed leather patch Richardson hats. These hats are hard to find, so get yours today downtown Clemson at Mr. Knickerbocker or Tiger Sports Shop. You can also buy online at hatflowco.com. Look great at the tailgate, on the water, on the field, or around town with an official license. Leather Patch Richardson hat from Hatflow Company. They also make great gifts for the Clemson fan in your life. Hatflowco.com. Get yours today. Let's hear from another happy Ph.D. client, Don Munson. Back in May of 2022, I walked through the doors of Ph.D., weighing 168 pounds and looking for help to lose 20 pounds. Now, you say, what's 20 pounds? Well, I have two words for you, visceral fat. I know I had no idea what visceral fat was either, but it's the fat that gathers around your belly and, more importantly, around your heart and other organs. It's not good stuff. But Dr. Ashley Lucas and her staff at Ph.D. gave me the tools to start clearing visceral fat from my body in a way that was organized, healthy for me, and most importantly, easy. All right, so how many pounds did you drop? But in 100 days, I was down over 20 pounds. Yeah, I think most people assume that you're going to lose the weight and go through the motions and then put it right back on. That's not what Ph.D. is about. You drop the weight quickly, and because you've learned how to feel better and you've got the tools to be successful... You keep the weight off in the maintenance phase, which is free as a part of the program. For more information on why they're different, go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Buying a newer pre-owned vehicle can be a challenging task. The George Coleman Ford team strives to change that. Perhaps that's why their online reviews and multiple Ford President's Awards speak volumes. And with new inventory arriving monthly, you can find the vehicle you've been looking for or have George Coleman Ford order one for you. Never any hidden fees or phantom charges at George Coleman Ford. Plain and simple, old-fashioned, honest business. The best is found in Traveler's Rest. George Coleman Ford. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialists at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Needing to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or wood chipper? Or maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor? McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union, McNeelyStoreandRental.com. Or call Matt for a quote today, 828 828- 553-4338. Your sports, your hosts, your station. Second touchdown of the night. Got a little crease in between the tackles. Boy, does this kid look good. 105.5, 97.5. We're the roar, baby. I'm the kind of brother who's been doing it my way, getting my way for years in my career. We continue on in hour two, Out of Bounds. William Quackenbush, Ben Milstead. Uh, by the way, that that's one of my favorite Usher songs. And that, I don't know, I feel like people forget about Caught Up. Yeah. I think people forget about it. Now people know confessions because it's the it's the the watch this meme where have you seen people post this where he's going like in the music video he's yeah. like doing this yeah so people are people are all about that burn great uh, great song caught up is one of my favorites though that's a bop all day every day 
Um, Usha, Usha. Sorry. <laughs> uh, before we get back to the conversation about who gets to run down the hill, I want to tell you about our friends at Ingles, where you'll find low prices and you will love the savings. Savings on things like boneless sirloin steaks. That, I'm going to tell you what right now. I'm looking at a picture of one of those bad boys. That Ingles Premium Certified USDA Choice Beef. Oh, my goodness. What a piece of meat that is. $4.98 a pound. You like pink lady apples, Ben? Probably. Okay. Have you ever had a pink lady apple? I don't know. I don't know the difference between a lady apple and a man apple. Okay. So well, there you go. I, I don't. There you go. I'm going to leave it at that. I thought about a couple jokes there, but I'm not. Uh, pink lady apples, 138 a pound. I I tend to, I like pink lady apples. Uh, how about a pound of strawberries, two for $5? How about Boar's Head Smokemaster Beechwood Smoke Black Forest Ham, eleven ninety nine a pound? You can I know always, that. There you go. Hey, and, and remember what I say. At the Boar's Head, the more words, the better. I love it. The more words, the better on those. You can go up and down the list with savings on savings on savings. Green Mountain Donut Shop or McCafe Cake Cup Coffee. 32 count, $14.98 each. Blue Bunny Ice Cream Select Varieties, two for $7. And much, much more at Ingles, where you'll find low prices and you'll love the savings. By the way, mm-hmm. I need some gas. I'll be going to Ingles. I got 10 cents off right now. And I cannot wait to get my hands on some uh, some unleaded gas for Ingles at like two dollars and sixty cents or something right now. Yep, love it. Sign me up. All right, Quack. So after, as if the sweep wasn't embarrassing enough and and bad enough, then video surfaces last night, and I guess there are TikToks. Is it the TikTok? How do we? It, it's TikTok videos. TikToks. Okay. Yes, TikToks. TikToks emerged of part of the uh, UCF baseball team running down the hill. Now, before we go any further, we don't know how they got in. We don't know if they were given permission to be in there. Uh, There's construction going on. Maybe they just wandered in uh, or maybe somebody at Clemson gave them permission. We don't know that information as of yet. But what we do know is that it happened. They did their little home run celebrations at the bottom of the hill, and it bothers me. I, like, far from being the biggest thing that happened in sports all weekend. But we've gotten 25 texts about that since we've been it's on the It's been air. a popular topic on the uh, Adams Co-Roofing text line. Clemson fans are just feel like that's disrespectful, number one, but also – that, that's something that's reserved as something extremely special, is it not? Yes. At, at Clemson? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that you can just go ask, hey, can I go run down the hill? Uh, so a lot of people are bothered by that, and, and I get it. And I, I would say that something as iconic as that, as recognizable as that, I, I understand players wanting to go do that. I mean, if I was a baseball player, I'd want to go do that too. But, I mean, you got to – that is a symbol at Clemson that is is recognized to the level that it is already in one building. A replica is in the football building, and it, if I remember right from the plan, it's going to be in the Olympic Sports Building as well. It's that's kind of a big deal around these parts. It, it's a it's a very big deal, and so I think there are I think there are two things at play here okay and i have different reactions to both one is uh it 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 does not look good that a team that swept you in baseball is now running down the hill sort of like stomping on your grave a little bit and then doing a home run celebration at the bottom of the hill that does not look good and so on the one hand i i don't i if i if i were a clemson fan i would not like it in fact, as a Clemson person who has a Clemson ring and a Clemson de- and two Clemson degrees, I would say I don't like that. But here's the second part, Ben, and this is, I think, the part that I'm that I'm most um, that I most feel in my bones. I'm really glad this happened. I'm really glad that Eric Backett stood at the podium and said the word mouthy. You know, he's getting a little bit of social media hate this uh, this afternoon for being soft. From from where I was sitting, he didn't say anything negative about the mouthiness. 
I assume maybe the term mouthy has a negative connotation. But he didn't say it was disrespectful. He didn't like people are assuming what he meant by it. I listened to the whole press conference, Ben. I don't recall Eric Backett saying anything negative about the way that UCF talked to them or the way they celebrated. Now, again, the use of the word mouthy would indicate a little bit of annoyance. I think that's the way I use the word mouthy. I don't say mouthy in a positive or neutral manner. Normally, I'm using it in a negative connotation to somebody else. That kid over there is being mouthy. That fan's being mouthy. I'm about to go to this game and be real mouthy. Like, you're just assuming a lot of stuff about yourself or other people. Ben, I love that they did this. Because here's what it means for Clemson. You're now four and three. You've lost three games in a row. And you just got swept on your home field by a team that so thoroughly beat you that they told you about it for the entirety of a Sunday game. And then they went and they, I'm going to say it from the standpoint that if I were in that Clemson locker room, it would hit me. They desecrated your campus on the way out. Ben, if I were Eric Backage, I would show that video every single Friday of the year. I would show that little TikTok from little John Rice Plumley's. Uh, by the way, John Rice Plumley's glad he didn't have to play quarterback in there. He's just excited he can go in there with no uh, defense in there. Yeah, well, you know, John Rice Plumley also, that's the only opportunity he's going to get to run down the hill. He's not good enough to play football at Clemson. That's correct. So That's, that's correct. Right. Uh, so, in, in my view, this is a great opportunity to figure out what your team is made of. Because you didn't have to wait until ACC play to get punched in the mouth and then basically you're down and somebody steps on your chest and won't let you up. That's what that video is. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me excited, Ben. If I were, like, obviously the coaches are in there for like four hours today watching film. They're, it's not pretty. Some of the stuff that they're watching and talking about is not pretty. But in terms of what Eric Bagg is going to challenge his team with, it's going to be that. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. You maybe you do use that as a as a motivating factor, and I would imagine you do. Uh, you know, th- there's multiple people on the Adams and Co. Roofing text line saying, you know, simple, don't get swept. Explain to me how one has anything to do with the other. Is that is that something I'm not aware of that you automatically allow somebody to do something that's considered kind of sacred on your campus because you get swept? Or would you still be upset if they did it after, you know, winning one out of three? Would, like, Michigan and Ohio State play? Or, I tell you what, forget Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State is playing Central Florida in baseball. And Central Florida sweeps them or wins two out of three. Do they take them over to the horseshoe and say, here, go plant your, go try to plant your spear, your flag at, mm. at, at midfield here? Go, go do that. I mean, I mean, the other people are going to allow you to do that. Uh, no, I wouldn't you know, think hey, so. You, you just swept us at Oklahoma. Here, have our sooner and go right across the field with that. I, no, I mean, I, what's what does one have anything to do with the other? It's not like, hey, side bet. If you sweep us, we'll let you run down the hill. Right. I mean, come on, people. That's right. You're missing now, a forest for the trees here. Now, I here's where I, here's what I will say, okay? Again, there are two different things at play here. One is, should UCF have done this? I would argue, no. Someone is hosting you at their stadium. You don't you don't treat I'm trying to be careful how I say this. <laughs> you don't you don't treat people that way that have been pretty gracious and hospitable to you. I just think that's <laughs> Columbia. Do you let them pet the rooster? I don't know. <laughs> I don't like the phrase "pet the rooster" at all. No, I'm Can not, we never not, say "pet the not, rooster"? Not comfortable with Can that. We never say that. Again? I just can't. But here's what I will say: If I'm Eric Backage, here's what I'm going to say: Don't ever give a team a reason to feel like they can do that on your campus after a Sunday ever again. 
Do you see a team that showed up yesterday and when Jay Dill's spiking the ball is chanting 60 feet, six inches at him because he can't get his breaking ball to hit the catcher's mitt before it hits the turf? Is that what they did? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of funny, right? actually. <laughs> a team that is bombing away. There was a guy on Saturday that hit a home run off the back of the batting cage. They are teeing off on you like it's batting practice. Don't ever let people feel comfortable like that in your stadium. Don't ever let people feel comfortable like that on your campus. Don't ever give people the satisfaction of feeling like they can do whatever, whenever, however, before they leave because they so thoroughly punked you on the field. Don't ever give people that opportunity. Eric Backage gets to say that to his team after seven games. Think about how long we thought. If, if, if you told me, okay, Eric Baggage is going to have that speech, I don't know that Eric Baggage is going to say that. If I was Eric Baggage, that's what I would say. But I'm not. He's a way better baseball coach than me. He might just leave it alone. I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, that is a point of pride. If you're a Clemson baseball fan, you ought to be a little bit edgy at the games now. Don't ever let a team's dugout drown out the fans in the stands. Don't ever let a team get comfortable in that third base dugout if you're a fan down the third base line. If a team's going to chirp, you better chirp first. You better chirp louder. I'm telling you this. If Eric Baggett has his way with Clemson's baseball program, and I believe he will, which is the reason that I came in here and said I'm not taking back one single thing I said about this team last week, he will pound into their heads that is not happening ever again and not the running down the hill part because i guarantee you that ain't gonna happen again the powers that be are not gonna make that mistake twice i mean somebody who has the opportunity and the giddiness when they leave on a sunday they're not in the training room and they're not doing it they are looking for ways to desecrate your campus that should never be the way that a team that comes to Doug Kingsmore Stadium should feel like they can interact with the campus. That should never be a thing that anybody getting on an opposing bus should feel when they leave the stadium. And the players have to feel that. You have to play with a desperation that says, I'm never going to let that happen. Ever. And that takes a little time to build that. Yeah. Uh, Texture says, yeah, try to go get a piece of the hedges in at Georgia after another sport wins. Like, you're, you're going to try to punk two sports at one time? I, I'm going to assume... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume for Clemson University's sake that those guys found an open door and allowed and allowed themselves in. Which I think is called trespassing, but I, tomato, tomato. Yes, yes. I, I just hope nobody facilitated that. So I, I'm going to assume that they that they help themselves to the heel. That, that, and, and that's if, a frustrate, that's yeah. a frustrating part of it. It really is a frustrating part yeah. of this. Um, a couple other things about this. Yeah. And, and, and I say that because many, many people are asking that question. Did I just can't, I can't see that being a thing. I can't see somebody giving them the, because like, like we were talking about this off the air. Clemson people can't get to the hill. I mean, that place is locked up. It's secure for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. It's secure. You you don't get access to that. So, I think there. I mean, I honestly, I think the administration Clemson is probably pretty peeved about this too today. I just think if I'm a you know if I'm let let's put the let's put the hill part aside just for a moment because I want to make sure that we come away with this. Eric Backett is trying to build a Clemson baseball program that is mentally, physically, emotionally stronger than everybody that it plays. And he's trying to build that piece by piece. He's trying to build it the right way. He's going to build it. I, you know what? I'll just go on regular. He is going to do that. That is going to happen. And it's probably going to happen with this team this year. And this is another lesson on that uh, on that journey and in that building process that Eric Backage is going to tell his team that the reason they ran down the hill is because they thought that they could and the reason they thought they could is because they outplayed us and they outplayed us so thoroughly that they felt like they could chirp and they could say whatever they wanted and that's fine and I don't it does like the chirping doesn't bother me because I would say if you don't want somebody to chirp at you then go beat them if you don't want somebody to chirp at you, go beat them. Don't give them anything to say. Go play better. Go be better. 
They should have played better this weekend. The other part is it's like it's like an attack to everybody. That's how I'll end it. Hour three, we'll go to Scott after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg. We are the Roar. If you are looking for first-class service, consider First Class Halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. It's a new year and I've got one piece of advice for you. If you're still belly aching about being fat, being tired, and not performing when it counts, you need to get up off that couch and book an appointment at Low Country Mail today. TRT plans start at $220 a month and include testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We offer weight loss plans, peptide plans, and IV therapy. Stop making excuses and take action. Lord knows the world doesn't need any more beta males. Make men men again. LowCountryMail.com. Golf cart service. Serving the upstate for the past 50 years is an authorized club car dealer for sales, service, and rental. With new used and reconditioned carts, they also do special customization. With their service truck, they come to your business or home to maintain your cart. Visit our website, GolfCartSC.com. Located at the intersection of Highway 221 and Highway 295 in Spartanburg. Call us at 864-574-4616. Mention the roar. Get a free rear view mirror with cart purchase. Hey Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The maker of high quality world famous Sunbrella products is looking for process operators, process technicians, quality inspectors and material handlers. Now they're seeking experienced pros and they're also willing to train candidates who are new to manufacturing. So check out all the opportunities. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. That's right, you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. So apply today. You'll also enjoy generous benefits, including paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching,